Hello guys, OMG, it's been a minute since I was able to chat with you, but I am so excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about following the science and actually hopefully arriving at some logic. We shall see. Check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, because we're going to laugh, and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Hey, everybody. Oh my gosh, I feel like we haven't hung out in about a week, because it's been about a week. I had a conference this past weekend and was tied up basically from Wednesday until uh, Sunday. And so I wasn't able to do any of my fun podcasting, researching, any of that good stuff. There's also so much happening at all times that it's a little bit overwhelming to pick one topic to um, talk about. But today I want to talk about following the science to where, I'm not sure because the science has hardly ever led to any kind of logic or consistency. It most certainly hasn't avoided hypocrisy, but hey, you know, it's one of those favorite phrases of 2021, 2020 to 2021, follow the science. So I figure we should we should probably do that. And as somebody who is, you know, living in a state that is more conservative, I live in Tennessee, and yet I go to church and frequent a very liberal town, which is Nashville. Um, I say very liberal, very liberal for Tennessee, not very liberal when you compare it to basically any city in California, but liberal for Tennessee. So I have had the, you know, kind of unique perspective of really recognizing from the get-go that this has been political since Jesus and not so much scientific or any other kind of logical progression of facts, you know, I, I just, as, as this has all unfolded, you know, you have to wear your mask as you walk to the table, but once you sit down at the table, you can take off your mask because COVID stops, you know, you can be at the bar until 10 PM, but not the normal 3 AM because COVID is more aggressive at night. You can sit on the plane and take off your mask and drink and eat when you're elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with people in recycled air, but most certainly not inside a restaurant. You know, just all of those things. We know this is not, that's not a new joke or a new pointing out of the hypocrisy of this whole situation. It's just, the word that comes to mind is arbitrary. Everything has been so arbitrary. And even though I've been in a more conservative state, which means our restrictions, we have never had a statewide mask mandate, not since, not ever. And, you know, I'm from California originally, so I'm more intimately aware of California and all their stuff because my family's still there and I have a lot of friends there. So comparing side by side, you know, especially this weekend in Nashville, it was really interesting because there was quite a few Californians there and it was like being on a different planet for them. Just being in a place where people are, you know, free. Oh my gosh, not wearing masks. And again, I, I think that maybe I heard Nashville made the news. I don't watch the news, but Nashville should have made the news because I got to tell you, this weekend was cuckoo bananas in Nashville. Like even 
like put COVID restrictions aside, this was like fire code violations haven this past weekend. It was, there was so many people and it was so insane. And we of course had just lifted capacity limits. And then the mask thing with the CDC came down last week. And so even though it it seemed that there was still supposed to be a mask mandate in Nashville that had, you know, was very much not obeyed. And again, the capacity thing being the funniest. At one point I was standing in a bar and I felt, I was reminded of my my youth when I would be in mosh pits. Um, just for the record, I was only in a handful of mosh pits, but you know, you just got a mosh pit once in a while. And so it reminded me of being in a mosh pit where your feet are in one place, but maybe your upper body is not directly over your feet. And it's basically relying upon the person next to you to stay where they are. Um, in order for you to stay on your feet. And we were in this bar for about five minutes before I was like, this is just, this is not fun, right? We're not having fun here. And we decided to leave, but it was packety pack, pack, packed. And even for Nashville, which Nashville has, Broadway's been open the majority of the time. I think it did have a a little, little minute where it was closed, but it's always been open for the majority of the time to some you know, extent with, again, the arbitrary rules, numbers, capacity, blah, blah, blah. So a couple of months ago, I went in February up to Broadway, went in March out to Broadway. And then of course here, um, we're now in May. So I've had kind of this, as we've been coming into the new administration, peaks into how COVID is unraveling in terms of the the, uh, stipulations. Now, I will also say, that it's no longer flu season and we're moving into the spring and summer. And so, of course, that's relevant. Even though the flu is gone, it's missing in action. Where did the flu go? But that's a whole nother podcast. Flu is missing in action, but we're coming out of the flu season. So somehow those are connected and, you know, COVID goes away. I am I am making fun. I am jesting here. But you guys, I I want to say I do believe that COVID is real. I know that there is a virus. I'm very aware that people have died of this virus. I'm just here to point out there does not seem to be any science that to follow and yet follow the science is like this catchphrase. Follow the science to where? Because the science isn't pointing us to any sort of logic. (laughs) So let's just walk through that a little bit because in February, you had to wear a mask in the bars. In March, you were supposed to wear a mask in the bars, but they didn't really make anybody wear a mask or you could, or you had to, you weren't allowed to dance, but you could sit. But if you were sitting, you didn't have to have a mask on, but you definitely couldn't dance. And if you stood up to go to the bathroom, then you had to put your mask on. But if you were standing at the bar, you didn't have to have your mask on. It was just like, I'm not sure. I feel like it's the hokey pokey or maybe it's like twister, put your right hand on red and your foot on green and see what happens kind of game because it was just unclear. And then of course this past weekend, anything goes, absolutely anything. Kiss people at the bar if you want because that's fully allowed as of this last weekend. Do all the aggressive dancing up upon each other if you if you need to. You could do that here in Nashville if you want. So feel free, feel free to come on down if that's what you're in the market for. So let's let's look at some of these topics and just for funsies, take a peek at where the quote unquote science or scientists have led us. And we know that Fauci is just our favorite to um, 
you know, highlight and pick apart. And you, I just don't feel bad because he's making, I think he makes the most money of anyone in the government. He's a non-elected official. Where did he even come from? He has a bit of a shady um, past, you know, you can disagree, blah, blah, blah. But like, who, where did you even come from? No one even knew who you were. And now you're, you're running, you have like the most authority, you're running our country, you're running the globe in a lot of capacity and in a lot of, um, in a lot of ways, you know, what is this? So at the very beginning, and there's lots of clips you can find about this, he came out and said, don't wear your mask. It's not effective. It's not giving you the full protection that you think it is. It's a false security. It's a security blanket, blah, 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 which was my suspicion when the cloth mask game came into play. I mean, the N95 mask is a whole different thing. Um, And that does offer you more protection. And I suspected, which uh, he eventually came to admit, he was giving that advice because he feared that there were not enough um, PPE for healthcare workers and whatnot. You know, we were we had a shortage. If that's the truth, then say that that's the truth. Don't say masks are not effective. Then come back a month later and say masks are absolutely mandatory even in the shower, and then act like we're not dumb. Like then then get mad and censor us for asking questions because. If you yourself say that, oh, I I basically lied because there was another reason I gave that advice, then you lied. That's the answer. That's what happened. That's why there was confusion. That's why people doubted. That's why people didn't want to wear the mask, right? Because you did not give us the right information and then you contradicted the information that you gave us. So come on. And now here we land at the end where he's fully vaccinated, still wearing the mask and then admits First, he denied that that was COVID theater, like when he's been called out, like you're just wearing, why are you wearing the mask? You have the vaccine. Oh no, vaccinated people still need to wear the mask, blah, blah, blah. Well, now he's come out and said it was really about optics. So it was theater. Okay, so which is it? Which is it? This is garbage. So for those of you who are shaming the people who are asking the questions or posting the information or poking fun even, shame on you because this is garbage. This is a dumpster fire. It is. And this is the person that's supposed we're supposed to trust and have faith in. And the first words out of his mouth at the beginning of the pandemic were an admitted lie, a falsehood. Then we've got a slippery slope of not trusting the dude. Okay, so let's just walk through his narratives. Don't wear the mask. It's not effective. Do wear the mask, everybody, all the time, indoors, outdoors, everywhere, everyone. Wear two masks. You still need the mask... If you're vaccinated, never mind, don't wear the mask if you're vaccinated. <laughs> and then I only wore the mask when I was vaccinated for optics. Okay, those are the various narratives from the mouth of Fauci. It's hard to say, follow the science. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, there are studies coming out the wazoo on the effect- effectiveness of face masks. A May 2020 meta-study on pandemic influenza published by the U.S. CDC found that masks had no effect, neither as personal protection equipment nor as source control. I'll, of course, put this in the show notes. A Danish randomized control trial with 6,000 participants published in the Annals of Internal Medicine in November of 2020 found no statistically significant effect of high-quality medical face masks against the SARS-CoV-2 infection in community setting. 
A large randomized control trial with close to 8,000 participants published in October of 2020 in PLOS1 found that face masks, quote, did not seem to be effective against laboratory-confirmed viral respiratory infections nor against clinical respiratory infections. A February 2021 review by the European CDC found no significant evidence supporting the effectiveness of non-medical and medical face masks in community. Furthermore, the European CDC advised against the use of N95 masks by the general public. A July 2020 review by the Oxford Center for Evidence-Based Medicine found that there is no evidence for the effectiveness of masks against virus infection or transmission. In November 2020, Cochrane review found that face masks did not reduce influenza-like illnesses, neither in the general population nor in healthcare workers. April 2020, reviewed by two U.S. professors in respiratory and infectious disease from the University of Illinois, concluded that face masks have no effect in everyday life, neither as self-protection or protecting of third party. So shall I go on? Because I'm going to cite some more here in the show notes. But basically, there's plenty upon plenty plant of studies and science to follow that would suggest we did not need to be wearing masks, that originally the narrative was it is to protect everybody else, which has been disproved, then it was it's to protect you, also been disproved by many, many studies. So which science are we supposed to be paying attention to? Only the science that they say, that Fauci says, that the CDC says. However, some of that came from the CDCs. Here's the deal. It's political, and that's unfortunate. It's, it's virtue signaling, and that's unfortunate because then the trust is gone and the shame is high, and that's where we get our dumpster fires, right? Also, that study I'm, or the, the collection of studies that I'm posting in the show notes, um, and I'm very much aware that it is within a blog, but if you open up the blog, it will show you all of the sourcing for the various studies that I just cited, um, all in one convenient place. So before you go too crazy on discrediting the source, just give it a peek peek. There's also a lot of really wonderful graphics that show you when mask mandates and when lockdowns were implemented in various countries and states and how that affected the COVID cases or deaths. And to look at it visually, it's very apparent that neither of the ma- neither the masks or the lockdowns were really truly effective. But of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now we have the beautiful... Um, you know, conundrum, if you will, of Florida, which opened, I believe, um, summer of last year, pretty much lifted all capacity limits. I think they did still have masking going on in in um, private businesses. I don't think they had a state mask a state mask mandate at at any point, but I could be wrong on that. And then, of course, we had Missouri and Texas. Texas being the most relevant because Texas and Florida being very very populous states. And then, of course, you have New York and California being the other two most populous states. And when you side by side these bad boys, you've got, you know, huge states, very different approach to the virus, in particular Florida for the longest, and now Texas more recently lifting all of these, including actually taking legislative action against mask mandates um, in in schools and in private businesses and in, in counties and all of that, which I just think that's so fun. <laughs> I'm just so in support of that. What do we see when we put 
Texas and Florida beside California and New York, except for different politics, different politics. This is the only thing because whether you're open or locked down, whether you're tyrannical or love the constitution, the results of COVID are pretty much the same, (laughs) pretty much the same, which is to, that's unfortunate that we don't know exactly how we could have quelled the issues. I mean, we can, we can speculate that there could have been some drugs like, I don't know, the the one you're not supposed to say that Trump said, and now the new one that you can get at your feed store for fear of censorship. I'll just leave those ones there. Potentially, those could have been better candidates, especially if you want to follow science. You can really dig into some research there and see how those are going for us now today, even though they're not largely used or widely used. Maybe that would have been an answer, but we know for sure now that the lockdowns and the masks weren't, so let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them, and also let's stand in opposition of them. Let's fight against them. Let's push back because these secondary consequences. For those of you who don't like that I have not been wearing a mask for months, I actually had someone close to me tell me, I wonder how many grandmas you've killed, okay, which is just such a friendly thing to say, but I am not against you wearing one if you want to wear it go for it. If you want to wear a mask, go for it. The same people that say it's not your freedom to, you know, choose whether or not you wear a mask or not, it's not taking away your freedom, are the same people that think a cell phone is a human right, right? I I just like my brain hurts sometimes with the inconsistencies because there's quite a lot of studies, which we're not even going to cite or go into, that would suggest that wearing a mask is harmful to you. Harmful. There is a study I just read today that talks about not having children play outside with masks on, and yet some of that nonsense is still happening all across this great nation. And there's plenty of studies supporting that being actually harmful. We saw the the young girl, maybe you saw it, the clip of the young girl um, finishing her race outdoor with her mask on and falling face down on the finish line as she passed out from lack of oxygen because she's racing with a mask on her face outside. Okay, let's talk about the vaccine real quick, like, because that's a favorite one of mine, in particular, because we're trying to follow science here. And I'm trying to follow I'm trying, I'm trying to follow the science. But the I guess I should say, I am following the science, I'm trying to follow the science, which leads me to wherever the heck people are at, that says vaccines is the only way. And again, I have to put in this little mini disclaimer that I am not an anti-vaxxer. I am someone who has vaccinated myself. I am somebody who has chosen to vaccinate my children for the most part. We do not have every single vaccine, but I am not someone who's just as a rule against vaccines, which I believe gives me more credibility, not less. It means that I'm willing to use a vaccine. I think they're a brilliant technology. The idea of a vaccine is grand, and I recognize the, the benefits that it has brought to our our nation and the globe historically. So I'm not anti-vax, but let's just, for one hot minute, let's call this a jab. (laughs) Because by definition, this is why people are calling it the jab or the shot, also for censorship reasons, but by definition, a vaccine has to disrupt transmission and also give you a specific immunity to the virus, right? It's kind of like when you get the virus, you develop um, an immune response because you get antibodies. That's the word I want to use. 
A vaccine is meant to give you antibodies to a disease as well as disrupt or stop transmission. This jab does neither of those things. So it's not by definition a V word. (laughs) It is not by definition a vaccine, but hey, let's just keep pretending, right? So if we're following the science on this bad boy, and I know people are, are just venomously attacking, attacking VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reaction System, I think, potentially. I forget what the acronym is, but it's V-A-E-R-S. It is uh, affiliated with the CDC. It's not like just a random thing. And you actually do have to um, report it via your physician. It's not like just random people can go on there and inflate the numbers through the roof, you guys. Like this is actually a controlled. You have to submit, um, you know, submit your your data, your evidence, whatever that you think that you have suffered an injury or worse from taking a vaccine specifically. So in the beginning of the year, since 2021 began, we are actually now over 4,000 dead in the U.S. alone from the jab. 4,000, over 4,000 have died to their belief in correlation and connection to getting this experimental medication, which is not FDA approved. I realize that it may quickly become FDA approved, which does not, I if you know me, you know that the FDA means zero to me and always has, but even the FDA has not yet approved this drug, okay? It is a gene therapy to actually classify it correctly, but this is staggering numbers. I want to remind you that more people have died from this drug in the last four months then died on September 11th. More people have died from this jab than died in Pearl Harbor. These were huge events in our nation's history that gave us great pause and alarm. And here we are. And not only are we not taking a moment to go, whoa, my goodness gracious, there is some gravity to that number. Not only are we not doing that, We're discrediting that it exists and we're shaming you for taking pause. We're shaming and mandating something that is doing this to our loved ones. Okay, so I'm killing my grandma by going out of my house last summer or by not wearing a mask. I'm killing my grandma, but now I am killing my grandma and you're okay with it now because it's through pharmaceuticals. More people have now died of this jab than all vaccines combined, all the deaths from all vaccines combined over the last two decades. More people have died in the last four months from this one jab than 20 years worth of vaccine deaths. And that is, we're not even talking about injury. We are talking about deaths. This is staggering. You guys, Johnson & Johnson had their vaccine paused after six to seven deaths, six to seven deaths from this blood clotting and Johnson and Johnson gets the push pause. And here we are over here with the, the Moderna and the Pfizer are the ones that are leading the way on this. Okay. On this, uh, big giant fat number of deaths in the United States. This is just in the United States. 
So if we're following the science, it is perfectly logical, perfectly logical to take a breath and go, I'm not into that. I'm going to go ahead and take my chances with the virus. And also now it needs to be noted that as we move into vaccinating kids younger than 16 down to 12 currently, but we know it'll be six months and up before two shakes of a lamb's tail, you know it. They have not dosed down this vaccine for the younger audience, for the 12 to 16 crowd. It's still an adult dose. So, I mean, that's an interesting little follow the science factoid for you. Again, you are welcome to get this vaccine. If you feel, and honestly, I told my mom the same thing. You are in a different category. You are in a different age bracket. This is, I, you have to make a different choice. You have to follow your own science. For me, this is easy. For me and my children, this is an easy choice. The science is very much in my favor to take my chances with the wild virus, with going out into the world as I have done for the last 18 months as per normal, taking my chances. For me, the science says that's my better bet for me and my children. To follow the science tells me I need to take a pause and not not get this thing right this minute. But you are welcome to get it. If you follow the science and it goes somewhere else, then by all means, I won't shame you unless you're going to tell me that I have to get it. Then I'm going to have a problem. We're going to have some words. But if you want to get it and you're, you don't care that I don't get it, then we are buddies. We are good here. All is well. Okay? But also, it needs to be spoken again because apparently this is like I don't know if this is misinformation where are the fact checkers when you need them but y'all go to the CDC because you can well if you can find it the CDC is like a labyrinth of turns and twists and link clicking which takes you to no clear information if you've gone on that website and puddled around as I have many many times but I can tell you This jab does not stop you from getting COVID-19, does not stop you from getting it. So this, I have the jab, I'm now safe to go out into the world is not true per the CDC, which is also why Fauci wanted you to still wear a mask because you could still get it, even though the mask doesn't work. So that didn't make sense either. But the reason why they're pulling the masks, you got to ask these questions. Why are they suddenly pulling the masks? Vaccinated people had to wear them. Now they don't. What changed? What what changed? What science, what study, what double-blind, peer-reviewed, blah, 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 tells you that that makes sense all of a sudden? You guys, you can still get COVID as Bill Mayer did this, this um, week, as well as a number of uh, Major League Baseball players. I can't remember which team it was. Maybe the Yankees. Um, several players got it after being fully vaccinated. We know that the CDC has also now stopped tracking as of about a month ago. They have stopped tracking breakthrough cases unless it results in a hospitalization or a death, okay? So if you are fully vaccinated and you get COVID-19, that is considered a breakthrough case. The CDC is no longer tracing that, tracking that, keeping track of how many, because it's optics. It does not look good. It does not look good. There was, there was reports coming out every week of how many people in every state were getting COVID after being fully vaccinated. And that was starting to look really not great. And so they needed to eliminate it, eliminate that little iota of data from our eyes and ears. But 
make no mistake, you can still very much get COVID even after you're fully vaccinated. This is an important one. There is no data whatsoever per the CDC that suggests that transmission is in any way disrupted. Zero data, they didn't study it, not a part of the clinical trial. Transmission, not here. So the the goal of getting the jab would be that you would hopefully have less severe symptoms, not die, and not be hospitalized if you did in fact get COVID. Now there's more studies that are suggesting that actually you might be more vulnerable if you got the vaccine to the variants. We're seeing those studies now emerging. Again, follow this science, guys. Take a peek around. Take a peek, get some alternative information because maybe you haven't seen all this. But there is no disruption of transmission with this jab. You guys, so this whole do it for your neighbor, you're selfish, this is just stop it. Just stop with all that because that is not the case. That is not how this drug works. Know what you're talking about. If you want to get it because you think it's going to lessen your symptoms, by all means, do it. That's what it will do for you, hopefully, if the very limited time frame and study group is accurate, then that's what it's going to offer you. And you are welcome to do that. Because again, if you're nervous about the, if you're in an, an age group or in a vulnerable category that you feel the benefits outweigh the risks, then you get to go ahead and do that. But you do not get to say it's selfish to not get it because there's absolutely no science to suggest that that is in any way true. <laughs> not in any way. And you guys, there is no zero, zilch, none, zero studies on fertility or long-term anything at all. None, none. Which I'll admit doesn't mean that it's automatically disrupting fertility. That's true. It does not. We have no evidence to suggest that this disrupts fertility, but we have no evidence to suggest that it doesn't. And when one of the number one adverse reactions to both the actual jab and people being around people who have gotten the jab is disruption to cycles, female menstrual cycles, I'm going to go ahead and wonder. When we see that uh, in the original clinical trial, you were not allowed to have unprotected sex if you, were in, if you were vaccinated in the clinical trial or you were not allowed to be pregnant or nursing in the original trial, then one, that shows us we don't actually have data for those for fertility at all whatsoever. And it also hints to us that maybe they didn't want those groups initially exposed. Why? Maybe just being cautious? I'm not sure, but it just goes to show we have no data. And anytime people say, people say we have data of this or that, we have no data. This vaccine has been available for five months. Quote vaccine, I need to correct myself and call it the jab. We have no long-term data of any of this. So we are the experiment. I know that that's something that is a little bit flippant that's thrown around. We are the experiment. We actually are. It takes usually, generally, between 8 to 10 years to bring a vaccine to market. 8 to 10 years, guys. Two years ago, we didn't even have COVID-19, let alone a treatment for it. So there is no long-term studies of anything at all. Don't even use that argument, right? Like, it just, it's silly. It is silly pants. Okay. Kids have the best chance of having no no issues with getting covid at all and it's not believed actually that 
um, asymptomatic cases are big spreaders. So here we are still masking and terrorizing our children in schools or virtually, and they have the best chance of surviving this. And now we're moving our adult dosages down to younger and younger ages. And just as we are getting started in this game, you guys, I want to tell you 1,131 kids were in the test group. 1,131 were in the test group. That is such an insignificant number considering the fact that in the last week or so since it was approved to go down as young as 12, over 600,000 kids in the United States have been vaccinated. Do you think that 1,100 kids in a test study were enough to really get a gauge of how this might affect kids? You guys, follow the science. If you're going to talk about following the science, follow the science. I'm going to post in the show notes some information from the Physicians for Informed Consent, um, which they've been really handy to kind of break down. And you can go to their website and further investigate and go wherever the heck you want to further investigate. But it's been really handy for me to understand exactly how extensive or lack of extensiveness the clinical studies around uh, specifically the Pfizer and the Moderna drugs really were. Um, I did, I did, I do follow the science, which is why we find ourselves um, in my family where we find ourselves. Let me put it to you this way. I read this today. I was like, that is a great metaphor for this. That is a great way of putting it. Would you get on an experimental aircraft that had not completed standard safety testing for other aircrafts it had no airworthiness certifications of any kind, and the maker of the aircraft has zero liability for any deaths or injuries that might be caused by the experimental aircraft. Would you get on such an airplane? Because I have a hard time myself getting on regular airplanes. That hard, I mean, if we want to follow the science, that's actually how I stopped being so anxious to fly. Because uh, statistically, scientifically, <laughs> and any other way you can look at it, I am safer on a plane than I am on the road. The amount of people that die in plane crashes per the amount of people that die on a highway, you know the data, right? So that actually helped me be less afraid to fly. I had an irrational fear of flying. I had to take, I still don't like it. I still take a Dramamine because it makes me go to sleep and I can fly calmly. And I know that they're safer than traveling on the dang ground and I don't feel the same way traveling on the ground, right? So you guys, sometimes following the data actually gives you relief from your anxiety. It gives us a, a release from fear. I tell my kids, fear is a liar. My son, my seven-year-old, just had a loose tooth and it was in the front and it was dangling and it was so gross. And I offered him $100 if I could pull it out. And I'm telling you, it was so loose and he wouldn't let me do it for $100. And the next day I did it anyway. And I didn't give him the $100 because fear costs you. Fear costs you. And that was an important lesson I got to teach my seven-year-old. I was like, well, how much money did your fear cost you today? And he said, $100. I'm like, you're dang right. I did give him a milkshake. I bought him a milkshake when I finally got his tooth out. But you guys, fear is costly. Fear is a liar. Fear is based on you know false evidence appearing real is the acronym we use for fear. Don't let fear, don't follow the fear. 
follow the data, really do your due diligence to understand why is there vaccine hesitancy? Why are people not choosing to wear the mask? It's not because they're a bad word. It's not because they're just being a bad word. It's because there's actual science, there's actual reasoning and logic behind making those choices. So before you just get on the shame game, follow the data. So in the very least, at least you understand. Like I said, I understand if you want to get the the jab, I know what it will do for you. And so if you want to get it, by all means, go for it. I know exactly what the clinical trials prove that it may do for you. Great. I understand that. Like give us that same respect and understand why someone would choose not to understand why someone would not give this to their child, understand why someone is taking off the mask and saying, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not just because people are trying to make a political statement. Although yes, there are, there is some of that, (laughs) but there's also data. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. I missed you. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Dear Heavenly Father, as ever, we come and ask for your great and perfect discernment that we would know that we are not given a spirit of fear, that we do not have to navigate this world in fear, Lord, that there is um, brilliant and amazing, just absolutely mind-boggling immune systems that are just so fantastic and that you are the author and perfecter of our faith our story, our life, our health. Nothing happens that does not pass through your hands and you are good and we can trust you. Let us remember that, Lord. In your son's name we pray, amen.